This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 648. Or thereabouts, Ian will pop in and tell you. Yeah, he'll let you know. If I, if I screw so that up, Ian will just, pop in. Maybe he'll just throw, throw a new ad in at the beginning, too. So, again. Cecil, I'm working from home, mm-hmm. as you know. Sure. So, nine nine days out of ten, I work from home exclusively. And the whole day, you know, every once in a while, I got to go in for meetings and stuff. And so, you see all these horror stories of these sort of like Zoom faux pas that happen sure, with people, yeah. right? People with their dick out or right, whatever. Right, just yeah. like, yeah, you know, being like a fucking journalist who jerks off on camera or what have you, like all that horror story shit. And just like random right. embarrassing, I'm not a cat I don't think stuff. it's that bad if you, if you mute. Like, I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> if you just make you them watch. Mute. You gotta it mute. Just, it's like a silent flasher. Sure that you just don't hear that sort of. <laughs> anyway, you're saying. So, and I've always looked, I've, I've looked down my nose at those people for the longest time. Uh-oh. Like since day one. Uh-oh. Nay, shall I look down through my nose Uh-oh. again? What happened? So this morning I've got an 8, 8 a.m. call, yeah. right? And it's a call with uh, a couple of people at my level, then a bunch of managers that are under my level, but still important people in our company and not a few of them, like a dozen, give or take, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a fairly important call. And I've got some things to contribute at the front end of the call. So I need to make sure that I was on and I was awake. And, I was, and so I was, I'm there, you know, I'm up at 6 a.m. I got the kids off to school but I'm in my bathrobe because <clears throat> like, I don't need to get dressed. I'm not going to be on camera. Sure. I don't need to be on camera for this call. That's this Fair is so, enough. so I've got, and most of this call, I'm not going to be a contributor. So most of this call, I need to shut the fuck up and listen sure. and just kind of back sure. off. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we're, I've got the agenda. And now when I'm on the phone, I pace, I wander around the house. Sometimes like if I'm on mute, I'll listen and do dishes. I just, I can't sit still. I'm not a sit still guy. So I'm, I'm bouncing around my house and I'm getting Haley a drink. So I'm, I'm, I'm in and I hear my, my, one of the people that works for me, thankfully, and, and, and we've got a very good relationship. And she says, oh, Tom, are you, uh, are you packing or something? I see boxes. And I look down. I thought I had hit mute. What I did instead is I hit the camera on button. Oh, no. Somehow. Oh, no. I can't imagine how I did this. I'm wondering if, like, I did it by accident with a finger touch or whatever. You know that that <clears throat> some people can unmute and untake your camera off if they're in control of the meeting, too, so... I actually didn't know they could turn your camera on. They might be able to turn your camera on. I know they can unmute you. I know sure. they can unmute you on... We use Teams. We don't oh, use Zoom. Okay. We use Teams. I, then I don't know. I don't know. So, evidently, like, I'm walking around. The camera's waving through my house, looking at the ceiling, looking... Because I'm not... I'm just... 
You just wandering around. Head. Sure. So there's me in my bathrobe. There's my ceiling. There's a cat. There's like my, for like maybe 30 seconds oh, or so. Wow. You know? Wow. And then, and then thankfully, Mary luckily, calls it out luckily. with a joke. Yeah, you know, luckily. she calls me yeah, out yeah. and makes a joke. And I look down and I'm like, oh, whoop. Sorry. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry and I turn that. off. And I'm a little embarrassed, but on this call, it's mostly people a level under me, right? So I'm like, and I didn't like show them my dick or anything. So I was like, well, that sucked. I shouldn't have done that. I owe Mary an apology because it was distracting to her call and she was the one running the call. Sure, so yeah, I made yeah, sure yeah. I was like, okay, I'm making a mental to apologize. So at noon today, I have a call. I have a conference call with my boss and everybody at my level. Oh, no. And so I'm sitting and I happen to be in the office for the, for the morning. So I'm sitting there. I've got my camera on. Call comes up. First thing my boss does, Tom, nice shirt. I look down. I'm like, well, thanks. He's like, glad you're wearing one, not a bathrobe. So it made its way to him Yikes. within four hours <laughs> through the fucking grapevine. It made its way up several levels uh, to my guy. He had a great sense of humor about it. It wasn't a problem, but I was funny. like, God Damn it. Next time you're in the office, bring your bathrobe. <laughs> Next time you're in the office, just bring your bathrobe. Oh. Big fucking ugly Cecil? giant fucking dinosaur slippers. Oh my God. And just fucking put your feet up. Super. You're not wrong. Next time I'm on my, for real. Next time I'm on my big manager's call. Now, since he made that joke, I'm going to wear regular clothes and put my bathrobe, bathrobe over, over it. it? And be like, oh, oh, sorry. Absolutely. Towel oh. around your head too, Tom. Yes. Do the towel. Towel like, towel yes. Like I just head, got like out of the shower. the shower. That is amazing. You have to do it. I'm 100%. I will do it. Not next week, but the week you after. You have to do it now. Yeah. Because yeah, I got the, the boss's boss's boss on that's next key. week's call. I'm not doing that shit. That'll be Tom doesn't work here anymore. And we need to do a lot more podcasting. A lot more podcasting. That's for sure. But it was so funny, that's man. Awesome. That's Two years into this, oh, I fucked it up. God. Ugh. I haven't I haven't done one yet. Ugh. I haven't done one yet. But I'm waiting for it to turn myself into a cat and not be able to turn myself I know. back. I know. <laughs> I was so embarrassed by it. I was so uh, embarrassed. The cat would have been better. Admittedly. It would. It, the cat. cat I can't believe. And I'm. I'm glad I didn't like take a piss or something. Oh, I know, man. Because I've done that. Yeah. I'm on a listening sure, call. Yeah, you don't mind. Dude, I've been on my fucking exercise bike and shit on a listener on a just listen only call. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, whatever, Who whatever. Cares? Yeah. Like I can listen. I've gone on for like an outdoor bike ride. If it's a long call, it's like shit. I got an hour. Like, might as well. May yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what have we here? Are you alone? No maidens? <laughs> L plus maidenless, plus no runes, plus touch grace, plus ungrafted, plus invaded, plus parried, plus scarlet rot, plus one shot, plus you leveled decks. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not accurate. Don't care. Didn't ask, plus you're tarnished. Try getting rid of that yee-yee-ass pot on your head, and maybe you'll acquire some maidens on your spindle. <laughs> now please, leave. Tom, I wanted to talk a little bit, before we even get started today, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, some messages we got and some feedback we got based on the conversation we had last week about grace. Yeah. And so we talked a little bit about a guy 
who was we had a we had a guy on a while back. He was a, a lawmaker from one of the Carolinas, I yeah. think. It doesn't, it doesn't matter which one. He was remorseful because he had voted for a specific bill that would ban abortion in some way. Yep. And then he was hearing <laughs> stories about people who were having a hard time now because they the because the bill, yep. this draconian bill that they had passed. Well, it turns out a couple of things. One is that guy, I guess, a week later, just yeah, he voted he abstained or something. Right. He didn't. He wound up not. It wound up not being. He wound up not being as fervent as he sounded when he yeah, said right. when he made his his plea and his speech. And a couple of people had said, "I'm willing to give people grace, but they've got to they've got to like prove to me that they've actually changed, yeah. not just." And I think <clears throat> you know, in some ways. I think we kind of talked about that a little bit when we mentioned the KKK member right. and how the, his whole life changed. Mm -hmm. And so you can't just give somebody grace and then be like, it, it's like when you have somebody in your life who may be an addict and sometimes that that is a, is a similar thing where sure. they will lie to you even though you, and, and, and you may, you know, take them back or do something that, you know, enables them again and right. then they, they, they they ruin your trust yet again. Right. It's like that where there's a, a a ruining of trust over and over. There's only a certain amount of grace that someone should get. In fact, For sure. they need to make sure that they show that they have changed completely. And I wanted to make sure that we mention at start the conversation by talking about that. That I think both of us understand, and we didn't articulate it exactly, but I think we both agree that there needs to be several steps ahead for someone to change their mind and then be on the right path before that grace is offered. Yeah, I think I think you can I think I guess I guess I would just I would just revise my feeling a little bit. I would offer the grace but but be happy to rescind it. I think an apology needs three pieces in order for apology to be sincere. An apology of any kind has to own your mistake explicitly acknowledge your position in that error and then pledge and take action to perform better. Sure, absolutely. Right? Yeah. An apology that doesn't have all three of those elements, right? If you- It's hollow. It's hollow. Yeah. It's performative. Sure. Right? So all three of those pieces are important. I think when somebody pledges to do better, I'm okay with saying, all right, like I will take you on your word and then- you know, time has to pass to give somebody an opportunity to do the better thing, right? They can't, in many cases, you can't be like, I will do better right this minute to demonstrate my, my you know, commitment to this issue. Sure. But first opportunity, right? So first opportunity to, to do better, first opportunity to do it. If you don't seize that opportunity, you don't then it, you're right? a fucking performative liar, a liar and you're manipulating. You're a liar. And then I would rescind that grace and put you in the fucking garbage pile. And I would put you in the garbage pile in a never-to-be-trusted-again place. Yeah. Right? Because I know that that apology wasn't well-meant. You'd have to do so much work to get out of that. Right. It would be... It'd be it's a it's, mountain it's to a climb. Lot. It's way too much. Yeah. The other thing, too, is there were some people who sent us messages and basically said, look, I'm not going to give anybody grace. I don't, I don't want to do that and I'm not going to do that ever. Sure. And that's perfectly fine. Understand that's perfectly fine. If that's, if you don't want to do that and you don't want to give anybody grace, that's fine. But understand something. I used to be pro-life. I used to be conservative. I used to believe these things. So you've given me grace. 
right? You just didn't know you it. You just didn't know you gave it to right. me. Mm-hmm. But, I, but you gave me grace because right. I used to think these things. Mm-hmm. I don't think these things anymore, but I used to think these. And there's a lot of people in the world that can be just like me that used to think something and now do not think that anymore. And if you were to say, <clears throat> you're bad forever, and I hate you forever, yeah. then you're throwing away someone who could be a very powerful ally for yeah. you. I, I don't like that at all. I don't think that we should discard allies just because they weren't born our allies. That's because everybody was wrong. I mean, everybody has been wrong about sure, something been important. wrong about something, yeah. I guarantee I've been wrong about important shit. Everybody has been wrong. Sometimes you're wrong because you just literally had never encountered a situation sure. or an issue before. Sure. And so your your lack of knowledge about a subject led you to be led you to engage with it wrongly. There's a lot of reasons we may be wrong about something. It, I can't tell anybody. This isn't a proscriptive show. No. But like I can't enforce your giving of grace, but I would say that if you ask Tom, which is what this show does, like I'm not in favor of discarding our allies. Because I don't want to discard allies because they're imperfect. I don't want to discard allies because they came to the party later than you came to the party. That's bullshit. And I think we see a lot of that like, oh, now you figured it out. Yeah, great. Yes, that's the wrong attitude. Oh, now you figured it. That's a bullshit attitude. Hey, you figured it out. Wonderful. We're glad to have you. Be welcoming. That's how you keep an ally. That's how we swell our numbers on the right side of history. You can't swell your numbers on the right side of history by being an asshole to somebody because they changed their mind to align with the right views. How does that work? Yeah. I think think there are people very upset right now about some things that are happening, and they have every right to be very upset about those 100%. They have every right to be just absolutely incensed by the way their rights are being constantly stripped away and the way they're being made to be second-class citizens. Yes. They have every right to be 100%. upset. 100%. I get that. But you have to understand if somebody comes to your side and they mean it and they show yeah. that they mean it over time, we shouldn't... I, I, I don't feel like it's a smart thing to get rid of those people or to never give them an opportunity. I have a great example. I have a great corollary or analogy, I think. I think most listeners to this show, most, right, would say that they are fans of rehabilitative justice. Sure. And I think that most people who believe in rehabilitative justice believe in rehabilitative justice because we recognize the plasticity of our ideas, the plasticity of our intellectual, personal, and emotional growth, and that people are not something to throw away but are something but are are something to reform. And also you have to understand the situation people are in yes. because your context matters. That's how, you know, when you talk about somebody who maybe gets on the wrong side of the law, their context could have mattered. Absolutely. The same thing happens with ideas. People get the wrong ideas because of the context they're in yep. and then they leave that context and they don't have those ideas anymore. Yep. They're exposed to other things. Thank you. And and you know, one thing that that I want to emphasize about that is that your context is a, in many circumstances, context is a form of privilege, right? In the sense that you don't choose this sort of soup you swim in, right? You didn't like choose to be born in Massachusetts, for example, and somebody didn't choose to be born in Alabama, but we are going to implicitly uh, internalize in many cases, all kinds of messaging based on 
when we live, like the year we were born, the media that is surrounding us, the family members that have surrounded us during our formative sure, years, absolutely. none of those things are things that we chose. And in many, but not all, in many circumstances, this sort of like privilege of a certain kind of thinking grows out of a set of surroundings which are privileged surroundings. Yeah. Again, not all. Not so all. like, please yeah. don't send me a message. That wasn't my experience. That's not my point. But, you know, bear in mind that to your point, it, we don't get to choose most of how, most of the sure. messages that we internalize. Yeah. Most of the messages we're exposed to. Yeah. So I don't want to shit on somebody who, you know, woke up at birth, lived in a conservative community, implicitly was taught conservative ideas by all the people that raised them, that loved them, the media that they consumed, the moments of their lives that they went to without stop, without hesitation. And then, then they think differently. They think better of those ideas. I'm not shitting on somebody for having internalized and placed value on the way that they were born and raised. That's a bad way to have allies. That's a bad way to open our arms and say, thank you, for coming to the right side of history, welcome. Yeah. We got your t-shirt, you the left fingerprints and all. You are so dumb. You are really dumb, for real. You don't have to come and confess that you did it. We're looking for you. We we gonna find you. I'm letting you know that. So you can run and tell that, homeboy. Cecil, I know we talked a while ago. Cecil and I talked a while ago. And Cecil said, because I, guys, I, I draw up most of the show notes. So like, it's, it's the only real job I have is to draw up the show notes. And then Cecil will frequently say, hey, here is a story you missed, chucklehead. But a while back, Cecil said, Tom, enough with Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene. And even still, I can't help myself Just sometimes so. this is because a, it's too much. This is too much. It's too much. So this is from Business Insider. Representative Lauren Boebert said, humanity is in its last days and Christians should rise up invoking Christian nationalist imagery. And this is just like... This is that sort of brand of white Christian, and it's white Christian nationalism. Like, let's right. let's also not forget yeah. that really essential because There's three pieces to it. Right. Christian, right. nationalist, white. Yeah. This isn't black Christian nationalism. No. no. Right? It's yeah. just not. It's no. it's it's just not. So here's what here's what she said. I want to quote her so that, so that we're not taking her out of context. It's time for us to position ourselves and rise up and take our place in Christ and influence this nation as we were called to do. We need to get God back at the center of our country. We know that we are in the last of the last days, but it's not time to complain about it. It's not a time to get upset about it. It's a time to know that you are called to be a part of these last days. You get to have a role in ushering in the second coming of Jesus. Yeah. How f this is dangerous. The problem with the apocalyptic folks, the, the sort of revelation last days people, is like they're not looking to build a generational future. They don't. What they're saying is, I don't believe in a long-term future. Why should I solve for climate change? Why should I solve for any of the big problems that are going to be generational problems? I don't believe in the actuality of the future. No. No. That's terrifying. These people shouldn't be in charge of a fucking 7-Eleven. It's more than that, too. It's, I mean, you, you're absolutely right. Not looking at things in a long-term way is the worst. I mean, and it can't be more necessary than today right. to look at things in the long term when we look at how 
rapidly climate change is changing the world, right? So it's 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 already, you already want to make sure that people are looking at things in a sustainable way over a long period of time, right. not in a way that's like short term. But it's even worse than that in the sense that they need an enemy. An enemy yeah, that they're okay with dying, an enemy they're okay with killing, yes. an enemy that is wholly evil, and they are okay with demonizing half the population of the United States by saying they don't agree with us. And, and it's not that they should die, right? Because they're not saying that out loud. What they're saying is those are the evil antichrist people. Yeah. yeah and you yeah. don't have to finish that sentence because religion finishes it for you. Yep. And these are people too, just, just because of the, the, the biblical prophecy bullshit nonsense that they believe in, these are people that will embrace violent global yes. conflict yes. Yes. as a necessary precursor Absolutely. to the, their end of days theories. So I don't know, let's imagine that we were on the cusp of a potential international war with, uh, just name from a hat, one. Pick one. Russia. Yeah, sure. Oh, I don't know. Maybe these are not people you want in a position of high fucking authority. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you want cooler heads to prevail who believe that, you know, there will be a future and that avoiding a nuclear holocaust is actually beneficial rather than something that will simply usher in this inevitability of biblical prophecy. Yeah, this new order that right. is, you know, you going to heaven and the 144 of your best friends going or whatever yeah. <laughs> it is. We were taught, we've been talking about this for a decade and a half. Yes. So. Yep. I mean, yep. we've been talking Nothing about this new. forever. We were talking about this when Bush was in office. Yeah, man. You know, we were talking about this as a way to be like, you know, this is a scary time because, you know, he's this, here's this guy who believes in the end times and they are people who are in charge of shit. Yep. And we've been talking about this for a long time. The end times is not a resume builder. It's like, not. Thank you. If you're a guy yes. and you put the end times, it should be an immediate disqualification. It should. You know, there's there's things on resumes where people see them and they immediately disqualify them. Yes. Right? You see it and they immediately say, no, that's the no pile. A black name, for instance. <laughs> no oh, pile. Shit. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> black sounding names. Seriously, man. There's they don't. People, the there's studies, been yeah. people that have done this. They've, yeah. they've got a, they, they, they put a black sounding name and then they say they like Richard Jones or something. And Richard Jones, same exact everything else yeah. on the resume. Gets the call. Gets the call. So, you know, I, I, I joke, but I'm very serious yeah. when I say that. But, you know, and there's a lot of things that, but, but when you're a politician and you say this stuff out loud, it should immediately be disqualifying because you are putting your fantasy ahead of reality for not just you, but for everyone who you're, you know, you're making right. decisions for. Terrifying. Yeah. This shit is terrifying. Yeah. And this, she, yeah. She's the worst. She is, she has been the worst for a while. And I don't even know if she believes this stuff. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because she's saying it. She knows what how she can tune people up and how she can endear herself to a niche that will get her reelected. Yeah. The, the thing is that even if she doesn't believe it, she's saying it because she knows that the crowd does. So she's speaking to a crowd of believers. Yes who will act on this, yes. right? Yes. And the ways that they will act on it is they will vote other fucking lunatics who believe in yes. this shit into other offices. Absolutely. It's terrifying. This crazy lady, she spoke, that's one of the stories in here, she spoke at like some conference with a gun strapped to her thigh. 
It's, I mean, how performative is that? That's all, all it is. Everything she does is performative. The same thing with everybody on that side who is ultra MAGA. Right. They are doing something performative because they know that it, that will get them play on the TV and the people who see it will, you know, they'll, they'll be, they will like it. They will enjoy it. I have a name for these apocalyptic performers. What's that? The nuclear flash mob. <laughs> I, like it. I hate when people talk about Florida like it's so fucking great. No, Orlando is dumb. Your hair will never look cute. Your outfit will get fucked up every morning because it's cold in the morning, but then it gets hot, or like it's too hot in the morning, and then it gets fucking hotter. Just shut up. Don't live in Florida. Stay away. Yeah, we've got to talk about this. I, I This story is from NPR. You can find this story anywhere stories yeah. are. And there's a bunch of stories connected to right. it. Right, yeah. yeah. So, th so this story is just a jumping off point to talk about this in general. Migrants flown to Martha's Vineyard have filed a lawsuit against Governor DeSantis. So broad strokes, the uh, uh, and this is just one of several, but um, Republican governors have for several weeks now been... They've been dishonest yeah. in their dealings with, with migrants. Sure. Um, and they have been coercing them through lies to get onto buses and airplanes. And then they're moving these folks with no notice at all and no resources um, and just sort of dropping them off in blue states. They're moving them from red to blue states in a stunt to sort of like overwhelm the resources of these blue states, which have more accepting immigration policies um, than the red states. What is particularly egregious about the DeSantis example is, of course, that Florida is not a border state. It doesn't, it's, that it doesn't, Florida does not have an issue where immigrants are coming over the border into Florida. But DeSantis has very clear designs on national office. And so even though his state that he's fucking in charge of as governor has no skin in this game at all, he has personally, like through his, through his uh, role as, as governor, he has personally overseen and paid for sending migrants from states, not Florida, not Florida, states that are not his state to Martha's Vineyard mm -hmm. in an attempt to overwhelm the resources of Martha's Vineyard and like stick it in the eye of those damn liberals. Yeah, of the people who have sanctuary cities. Yes. Right? So they're saying, we're not going to enforce immigration policy here. The federal government, we're not going to give them information to help find people who are undocumented here. Yeah. We These won't are, cooperate with ICE. Yeah, we're just not going to cooperate with them. So what we'll do is we will be what we call a sanctuary city. One thing that happens, especially with a lot of these border states, is they get federal funding to help with housing these yeah. people and to do this stuff. The places that they're sending them do not get this funding, right? right? So, like, we're not a border state. They sent some to Chicago. Yes, they right? did. So, yep. so Abbott four weeks ago yep. put them on a put a bunch of uh, undocumented people, and I think, in fact, they were asylee seekers. They put them on a bus and they sent them to Chicago. They came to Chicago and then they immediately found places for them to get, get the housing and the places that they need to be, shelter that they need to be. And they did the same thing in Martha's Vineyard. 
And what happened was, is everybody there started Rallied. saying like, oh man, ew, you guys got owned. All the right is like, oh, you got owned. They, you didn't keep them on Martha's Vineyard. You didn't keep them there. And you're like, nobody's going to let them in their house. Well, you're going to find a place for them to get the services that they need. Right. That's not Bill's house on Martha's Vineyard. That's the where they brought them was the National Guard Center so they could get some of the need and, and cover some of the need that they needed to try to get them so that they're situated. You don't just be like, oh, well, then we just took them all into our houses right. as like foreign exchange students <laughs> or whatever. That's just stupid. Right. That's a stu it's yeah. a stupid thing to think, but everybody on the right seems to think that what happened was is these Republican governors are owning the libs by sending them the people and proving what hypocrites they are, but because the, the 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 people that are up there are like, okay, let's get you some help, but they're not helping them right there in the middle of their community. They're sending them to a place where they can get the help. Yeah, where right? those resources where those are resources fucking exist, available. Right, because you drop somebody off in the middle of the loop, you know, there might be some resources, but there might be more resources in other places outside yeah, Chicago, look, whatever. There's no resources in my subdivision. Yeah. That doesn't mean there's no resources in my city. Sure. It right? does, yeah, exactly. That's a, it's a stupid thing. Martha's Vineyard is a fucking spit of an island that is only properly inhabited part of the year. It's a summer vacation yeah. island for rich, rich people. Sure. That's what it's for. So, of course, they don't have this. And, of course, there are no jobs. Although, ironically, there would have been jobs at the start of the summer season. And they, I think, very purposefully did not send people there when there actually would have been plenty of work. They put them there at the end of the season because there are still people living there. And they wanted to do this show. The thing is that it's they're— performative. It's all performative. And it's they're using other human beings, just, just straight up fucking living, breathing— feeling, loving human beings as actual pawns in this horrible political game. In many of these cities where these people show up, I was listening to The Daily this morning about this. In some of these cities where these people show up, there are not enough resources or they're just, they're just like, they open the bus door and there's nobody there to greet them yeah. because nobody was given a heads up that they were going to arrive. Sure. So they open the, and these people just like wander off a fucking bus they maybe don't speak the language. They have no idea where to go. They Some of these folks, unfortunately, end up homeless because right. they have no, they don't know how to access the resources that are available to sure. them. This is cruelty and depravity and it is indifferent. Yeah. And it's using other human beings and like absolutely turning a blind eye to the suffering of those people. Some of these people have literally walked seven countries. Yeah. Hundreds of miles. Seven countries. Yeah. If you're coming from Venezuela, you have crossed seven borders, seven international borders to get from Venezuela to America. Mm -hmm. I can't think of anybody who wants to live here that much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and to just discard somebody like that, to, to literally just, this feels, you know, those hospitals that when you run out of insurance, they fucking dump you on the street to die. This feels like that. Yeah. Well, and and I think that the performative cruelty that's happening is a, a signal to the right that I am willing to hurt the people that you don't like. Yes. And so they do it because they want to hurt those people and they want to show everyone <clears throat> that they're willing to hurt those people mm -hmm. and they're willing to... Um, to stick it to the people who want to help those people. Yeah, right. right? So there's a lot of things going on here. One of the one of the best um, one of the best responses I heard to this 
was I, I know this guy. He's a, he's a pro bono immigration lawyer. Okay. So he's a guy who, um, when there was the crisis um, in Syria, he, for three years in a row, flew to Greece and spent his his vacation time filling paperwork out for immigrants and, and representing immigrants to try to get into Europe from Syria. Wow. So he he would spend his vacation time in a tiny office in Greece, just filling out, you know, because he's a pro bono attorney. Right. He, nobody's paying him. They just flew him over there. That's the best and we could feed you. That's the best we can do. Right. And so he sat in a little office telling people how to get asylum and how to work in the system, in the system. Yeah. to get asylum. He's done it here for years. He started a, you know, a, a coalition here. He's, he's a, he's a, he's a well-known immigration pro bono attorney. And he was telling me, he said, you know what we should have done? We should have sent Governor Abbott a big thank you, like a giant thank you card. That would be amazing. That says, thank you so much, Governor, and pro publish it. You know, maybe even put it in, a, in the paper. Right. Thank <clears throat> you so much for thinking of these, these, these uh, wonderful additions to our United States melting pot. These are absolutely valuable people. And for you to send them where they could get the services that they need to us up here, because you know that we'll help them. You are a wonderful human being. Thank you so much. But but make it a big performative piece to sizzle out right. all their performative hatred. Right. Right. Your your tamp, your you're licking your fingers and yep. just just dying that wick out because they want to make you mad. Right. They want to make us upset and be like, how dare you? But instead, if you say, no, keep sending them. We'll keep, no, we, yeah. we got, we got awesome. space. Keep it up. Keep it up. No, you know what? Keep it up. And the other thing too, that people, it's so funny because there's all this talk about the resource drain that these people have. These people are a resource drain. But when you think about how much money it costs them to send them up here, it was like $13,000 a person. Oh my God. For them to come up to Martha's Vineyard. They spent an, a, just an obscene amount of money to get them up here. And so, the, and these, this is your money. This is right. ta it's, it, this is didn't ta come out of like DeSantis didn't float no. the bill for this. He used he used taxpayer, taxpayer money. This yeah. is your money, yeah. and he's wasting it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What what I found there's a couple of things that that occurred to me about this too is that um, one I want to point out too that the people in Martha's Vineyard welcomed them with open arms. They yeah. thought they were going to be like, oh God, not here in our rich community. Yeah. Instead, the people at Martha's Vineyard welcomed them. They provided them with emergency food, food. and shelter. Yep. shelter. And I mean, they did, they were like, we're so glad you're here. These people were crying. Yeah. They were, I mean, it was, it was a outpouring of how human beings should be recognized sure. as human yeah. and treated as human. So I love how it, this was a horrifying political stunt using other human beings as collateral damage yeah. in an attempt to for one guy to gain political notoriety. I love that that backfired to a pretty large degree. I love that they're fucking suing him. But how much of this North-Southism around the color of people and the desirability of certain people, yeah. how much of this rings so much like fucking Jim Crow shit. Sure, man. Slavery fucking sure, shit. Man. This feels, this North-Southism feels so shitty. They they essentially, what do they call them? Sundown towns? What do they call those? The, yeah, where well, you better be out by sundown. Yeah. They essentially turned, they essentially turned 
those states yeah. into sundown states yeah. by basically saying, we will ship you out of here. Yep. If you're here, it's that it's that cop spinning his baton. Yep, you know, it's getting pretty late. You should probably move on. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's the same thing, man. It's the same thing. It's racist. Oh my babe. God, is it racist? Yeah. This feels, this is so fucking gross. Like it's, this is, this is a hearkening back to the worst part of America. Yeah. Right? The the worst, most shameful, horrifying blemish on the soul of this country to, to decide that certain people, certain human beings are by category less desirable yeah. and they should be shipped against their yeah. will or by deceit from one part of the world to another part of the world. To do that in 2022, yeah, man. it's like, we should be fucking vomiting in our mouths at the very thought that this could happen. Yeah, for sure. The idea that this could happen in 2022 and that it will advance someone's political career, not ruin it. I know, man. That scares me. That's scary. That's a huge step back for the past couple of years. It is. Oh, you piece of shit. This story comes from The Guardian. It's got a beautiful picture, by the way, of Salt Lake City. Go see it while you can. There's not going to be much lake left. Utah polygamous sect accused of indoctrination, rape, and child marriage. But, but other than that, it's okay. Oh, I mean, it's other than indoctrination, rape, and child marriage. But it was like, but then there's also like, wasn't there child labor too? Child labor is child part of Child labor too. as yep. well. Like it's yeah. not just, it's not just, they couldn't fit everything in the headline. Here. I, the, here's the thing. Our listeners will know that. And how many Mormons do you talk to? We'll just say it out loud. The ex-Mormon community is like pretty vocal. This is a giant cult. Yeah, man. That Mormonism is not a legitimate religion. First of all, no religions are true, right? All religions are problematic. Mormonism is an enormous fucking cult. It's, it is, it is kind of the, I don't know. I don't want to say it's the worst because we'll get email about how this other one yeah, was worse. Sure loud. So I, but like, it's a bad one. Mormonism but it's should a bad not, one. Yeah. yeah. We should never allow Mormonism to normalize, right? Normalizing any untrue idea is inherently problematic. Mormonism is new enough. It doesn't have that veneer of history. It is new enough that we should still be able to throw this one away. Yeah, man. This is shit. Yeah. It doesn't have 50 to 150 generations of people that have embedded this into yeah. their culture. Yeah. This is new enough, guys, that we should still be able to toss this in the dustbin of history. It is, they're stealing your fucking money. They're what they are intensely wealthy. They have billions and like a hundred billion dollars or some crazy shit are in insane. land holdings. Yeah. They they are endorsing ideas which lead to rape, child rape, child labor, slavery. I mean, this is a horrifying cult. We should not allow Mormonism the veneer of normalcy in a civilized society. You know, what's what you hear is, well, this is just like a sect of Mormonism or whatever. They're like, oh, this is just like what? But it's like, man, you guys all believe the same stuff. Right. Like, you guys all looked at the same book and, you know, maybe they went two extra steps than you, but you guys all believe the same shit. Yeah, you man. guys all believe the same crazy shit. This sect happens to be one of these sects where people can marry multiple people and they can like, and and this is like, this is one of those like really hardcore, yeah. but it's a hardcore 
marry multiple people and they're always kids. They right? are. It's never yep. like marry multiple people. It's like, I don't fucking care how many people you marry. Marry a million people. I literally don't care. Yep. The only people you have to fight with is the insurance companies, right? <laughs> you and the insurance companies, you go duke it out. As long as it's consenting adults and there's a million of you and, I'm, and I mean consenting, right? I right. mean consenting, yep. then do what you want. But when you, these are all kids and they're always kids, man. I know. Because nobody's going to marry a septuagenarian when there's like, they're like 14 and then there's like four of them. Yeah. It's nope. horrifying. And it happens so often. And what is so crazy is these parents basically give their kids away to these weird old yeah, witches. Man. Yep. How the fuck does that even work? Do you not love your kids? Like what is happening in your life where you're just like, nah, yep. it's okay. She's 14. She can fuck an 80 year old. Yeah. It, 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 there is no, and I, I want to make this cause I'm, I'm right there with you in, in the sense that like, if consenting adults, if it was legal for like 20 consenting adults to all fucking get a giant cuddle Whatever. puddle yeah. and get married to each other, Tom does not give yeah. a shit. Like, I do not give a shit. The thing is, though, that the bulk of the polygamy that is discussed is discussed in this incentivized, coercive manner. You're right. And that's where it becomes problematic, right? Because when you, and, and even if it is adults, like, they are being coerced through mm. religious indoctrination to thinking that this is an inherent good. You actually can't have, I mean, just do the math polygamy can't work over a long term within any kind of closed system. You 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 can't have it. You they, there's about half men and half women. Yeah, you can't, yeah. You can't marry everybody can't take three wives. Somebody's going to end up with no wives. That's how that's got to work. The numbers don't add. I don't care again if other normal non-coerced yeah. non-religiously sure strong-armed yeah. people do this. But I do think that, like, if you have a religious uh, proscription which requires or incentivizes this kind of behavior, then everybody is kind of lying in the transaction. You're, you're being coerced. You're just not honest about right. it. Right. Yeah. But then add in the kids stuff. Yeah. The kids stuff, it's wrong no matter how many people are being raped, right? Yeah, it's I mean, like if he's just like if holy it's just like shit. married to one guy, it still doesn't matter. But but it gets it compounds it because these people are marrying multiple children. Yes. And then they like like they're like, as soon as the person that they're married to gets to be like a certain age, they marry another child. They just go child. get another one. They keep marrying children. They're over fucking DiCaprioing this it's, shit. It's fucking worse than that. Man. <laughs> At least he lets those ones go. Right. Yeah, that's you know? right. That's right. Jesus. Yeah, he he doesn't he doesn't like you know like, they're still they still got a little bit of, they still got a little bit of swim left in them after they let them go. This is like Jesus. This is, this is like you're trapped in a in a relationship with somebody forever, and then they just keep going you know down the road and marrying more and more people. And you're absolutely right. In a closed system, it's impossible for it to work unless there you know there were just more women being birthed than men, and that's just not true. Right. But you know, and and I do agree with you, like. Like I, I I said consensual for a reason and I, I meant yeah, it. And right. I meant it. Yeah. I do think that there are many times in your life that you think something is consensual, but you are being coerced by something in your life, mm -hmm. be that religion. And it, that's a possibility. It can be religion. But I think, you know, like like outside of religion, like you said, yeah, man, do what you want, whatever, man. Whatever, dude, I don't care. Right. But it, it, it's 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 the multiple people coerced by religion and then also being children. It's the worst, man. And then this has also got 
in it a story of rape. Yeah. Oh god. Where they're trying to impregnate this person. I mean, this is this is a horror, and we let this happen. And you know, we let it happen sort of because I think we allow religion a sense of privacy it doesn't deserve. It doesn't deserve. That's you know? right. I, I I also think this draws attention to, or it should draw attention to, the fact that in America there's still many states which allow for child marriage. Yeah, man. That's fucking awful. It's awful. It doesn't make something not rape because you fucking put a ring on it. Yeah. It doesn't make any difference if somebody who can't sign a fucking legal contract stood in front of somebody and signed a marriage certificate. Yeah, yeah. And now you can rape them in America. That's a horrible That's, dude. And the only people protecting that institution are religious people. Yeah, yeah. Because religious people have a weird thing about raping kids. Yeah. The Catholic Church... They're fucking child rapists. It's cross-fucking religion. They all seem to have this, like, structural, institutional protectivism about child rape. Yeah, man. What world are you living in where you want to, like, be like, well, you know, let's hear them out first. How many many religions follow prescriptions on how to trade your daughter away into marriage? Like, all of them. Like, there's so many of them that have these prescriptions. Fuck, how, when I was going to get married, um, uh, you know, when I got married to my wife, I remember years later, I was at a family function and someone had asked someone's dad if they could have the daughter's hand in marriage. And I remember some people being like, that's the right way to do it. And I was just like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? But, you know, at a family function, there's people who believe that, and this isn't like a hyper-religious family. This is just at a family function where they're just like, you would expect they would be somewhat normal, but there's people who even aren't that religious who still think that you need to somehow get a dad's permission to marry a daughter. Oh, that's respectful. Like Respectful respectful to who? Property. Respectful to who? It's not respectful to the person you're marrying. That's, I know. Like, what the fuck? Like there's there is no justification for that at all. No, it's there's, it's a dumb, it's, it's a gross, ludicrous thing to do to somebody. Yeah, it's not polite. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's grotesque. It is. And the idea that someone would be like, no, you got to ask the dad's. Po- what the fuck was he fucking her? Like what? Are, <laughs> like what is happening? Like well, what like, do I, am I horning on his action? <laughs> what is happening in your life where I've got to ask his permission? What what? How does that work? If he's like, nah, man. Yeah, like, and you're just like, we'd be like, sorry, okay, babe, bye. we out. No, we we're out. done. Sorry, that's, that's the it. end of our relationship. What, the, what is yeah, happening you know in your what? life where that is a normal response? It's a crazy response. It's an insane it's response. It's insane, man. But like, that's a normalized thing even in our society today. Today, yeah. That's a normal, and that's not necessarily religiously based. No, but it's still it's it's deep ha- in the patriarchy. Right. It's yep. deep in the patriarchy. Yep. Absolutely. But it's, and it's embedded in those sort of yeah. like quote unquote traditional values. And the patriarchy thing, you know, when we talk a lot about we talked a lot about abortion, and we talked a lot about how it is subjugating women and putting them back in time in the sense that it's taking their jobs away, right? We talked a lot yep, about that. Absolutely. But we also, whenever we talk about abortion, you've got to talk about it in the sense that there is a group of people that that want to make all the decisions for women. Yep, yep. And that's the patriarchy, right? That's this ask mm-hmm. dad to marry your daughter. Yeah. It's the same, that same person would be pro-life against abortion. 100%. they want to control what happens in a woman's body over the woman. Yep. And it's about controlling, you know, it might not have anything in their, in their front brain about them taking their job, 
that's an after effect. You're right. But it's the, I need to control every aspect of your life because your pretty little head can't make these decisions mm -hmm. is what it's really doing. That's, that's the real control. Yep, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So don't do this at home. Now we'll have high voltage as so this story comes from QueerTea.com. Marjorie Taylor Greene just took stupid to a new low and the jokes write themselves. So this is her insane hot take on, of all things, guys, fucking electricity. Do we want to play it? Oh, Here God, yeah, is. let's play oh, it. Let's play it. I haven't heard it. I only oh, read it. Oh, so this is, me, guys, this is, just fucking brace yourself. I want everybody listening to imagine the stupidest fucking thing that you think Marjorie Taylor Greene could possibly say about electricity and just know in your heart that you will be wrong by at least one order of magnitude. Here we go, guys. This is Marjorie Taylor Greene at the Texas Youth Summit. I saw a hilarious image of the, the crowd at the Texas Youth Summit because somebody took a picture and it's literally all gray heads. Is it <laughs> really? It's like a little old at the Texas Youth Summit this That's year. amazing. Anyway, so here we go. Here's something interesting. So Air Canada, get this, has ordered 30 electric airplanes. Yeah, electric airplanes. How about that? Is What's she doing a deal with electric airplanes? <laughs> she doesn't she set this up like she's gonna do a bad stand-up? Like she, behind her should be a brick phone. wall right now. She's doing bad side Right. Phone. That's amazing. Yeah. Has anybody had airplane food? <laughs> Why would we call it airplane food if it doesn't have any food in it? Why would you call it airplane food if it doesn't look like an airplane? <laughs> All right. <laughs> she sets this up like the cheesiest stand-up. I'll sit down and you can go <laughs> push it in my mouth. Like you're flying the airplane into the barn. Although I will tell you, like, no hyperbole, I would spend a stupid amount of money to watch a Marjorie Taylor Greene open mic night at, like, because how... It would, like, the, so good. I would have to bring a blanket so to pull thing. over my head, like, watching Meet yeah, the Fockers. Exactly. I would be so embarrassed. so embarrassed. But seriously, like, everything she does... She thinks she can do no wrong, and she's stupid enough to think she's funny all the she, time. Yeah. So this is exactly yeah. what this is. Electric airplanes. So, I mean, it, it shouldn't surprise you. Look who's the president of... I mean, Justin Trudeau, Prime right? Minister. Yeah. Prime Minister. You all right. Prime Minister. I don't know so much about that Canada politics. It shouldn't <laughs> surprise you that I don't know what the leader is called also, in Canada. Like, what does Justin Trudeau have to do with a company making a decision on oh, no. sustainability? Yeah, actually, actually, when... When Southwest or United or Delta, whenever they make a decision, they have to call Biden directly. <laughs> they got to text him. They got you up. <laughs> <laughs> if you were if you were flying with us, you would be. <laughs> You'd still be waiting for your flight. <laughs> <laughs> so we were we were joking around and we were talking. How is there an electric airplane and what does that look like? So we were we were just making fun and thinking about. Remember back a long time ago, and you've seen okay. Here's 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 what I never want to think about. Yeah. Is your lack of imagination, right? Like just cuz you can't imagine something happening. Right. Why should anyone in the world care? There there are more things that Marjorie Taylor Greene cannot imagine right. than could possibly I mean, though you could fill the ocean with her lack of imagination. I would give anything to be in the room where these dumbass 
not clever wannabes think they're riffing on electric fucking airplanes. That would be so good. Because it would be. It would be the oh best my room God. to be in. It would be the oh. best room. This is the opposite of the onion workshop room. Right? 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 Where it's like, here's a bunch of like clever, like, oh, these guys working on fucking Conan's fucking monologue. This is. This is the hell version it's of the that. exact opposite. Right. Yeah. It's it's if you were in there, you would be pushing pens into your ears <laughs> and you never hear another thing for the rest of your life. You will be blissfully unaware of sound for the rest of your days because they spoke one sentence it's, in that it, room. It, it, Yes. Uh -huh. You would cringe yourself to death. I would cringe my you would that's cringe the yourself to death. I would you would seize. You would you would cringe so hard that you would like you'd like become a black hole. Yes. Like you would like I would suck <laughs> into myself yeah. until I was a fucking like, singularity. Pop, pop just and, then, <laughs> and it's over. Oh my I mean, has she not seen an electric car? It's so You it's crazy so bitch, it's like too. that. It's so boring in the too. air. He's like, I can't even imagine how stupid that is. And you're like, okay. Well, that's because you're a really dumb person. Right. <laughs> and you have no imagination. Seen movies where people in those slave ships and they're down there and they're rowing and they're being whipped to row. We're saying, how are they going to keep powering these electric airplanes? What are they going to have? It's like a spin class in a tube where, where they've got everybody riding spin cycles and then those mean, nasty airline stewardess that force you to wear masks all the time on the planes back when we were forced to wear masks. Are they going to be forcing you to like keep spinning to keep the airplane in the air? Does, does she think the only way that electricity is generated is with bicycles? Yeah, and hamsters. You just, what you need is you need an entire crew of hamsters, Whoa. small cats, <laughs> What ferrets. does she think? I would love, what does she think? I just draw a picture for me, Marjorie Taylor Greene, of what you think a power plant looks like inside. <laughs> Do you think it's, because like I want to know. guy with really big legs. Right. Is <laughs> it an enormous yeah. hamster no. or just millions yeah, of hamsters? I'm thinking it's like, it's like Lance Armstrong juiced. <laughs> and he's just, <laughs> he's just, he's walking in with these fucking tree trunk thighs. That's why I'm they, ready to punch in. All that, all those, all the smokestacks are just his sweat just, just shooting <laughs> out the top of it. They're spraying he's him so, with hoses to cool him uh, down. Oh gosh, he's just, he's like. What does she, and to, to, to bring in slavery as yeah. like the opening to your punchline. Super funny though. Really clever. Topical. Really great. I mean, just. Topical humor. Crushed it. Wow. Way to go. And then wow. also she's bring it back the, around to COVID too. You got to, yeah, you know, there's oh. a call back in there, Tom, to yeah. COVID. Remember when people yeah. uh, were doing their job in unfortunate and terrifying oh, and dangerous circumstances and they were frequently assaulted, you know, to make sure that other passengers were able to breathe safely. Would you Let's have, make fun of that. Would you have fucking quit the second you dealt with a shitty employee, somebody who's like telling you they're a flyer, somebody who's flying and you're just like, just put your mask on. And they're just like, I put, and they take their mask off and they get shitty with you. Oh. I would just be like, the, you don't pay me enough money to deal with these people. Man, those saints, they're saints. Those poor people. I saw so many videos where I was just like, I just hope somebody knocks this person out. I know. I just hope somebody knocks this I know. person out. And they just they just sleep like fucking B.A. Baracus <laughs> until they go, they land the plane. Because everybody is literally shrill and screaming and yelling and they want to get into fights and they don't want to put on their shit. And I'm just like, these poor people have the shittiest job. They have to, they have the shittiest working conditions. They have to, they, they have to put themselves in harm's way for the entire pandemic yep. to possibly get sick. And then you're the asshole who wants to fight them. 
them about it. And you're just like, and 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 she's treating them as the bad guys. Oh, the mean, Those nasty the flight attendants. Like, right. God, yep. these are the poor people who would, don't, we don't pay nearly enough to deal with your shit. Yep. That's those people. And, and that's supposed to be funny. Also, is it me or is it, uh, maybe they just don't have the, the crowd, Mike, Tom, but it didn't it sound are not like landing. there was a lot of big guffaws uh-uh. out there. This didn't sound like it landed because it's not funny. It sounds like she's very no. desperate yeah. to get a joke. Yeah, well, she's, everything about this, again, it reads like an open mic. It even the way she's like, like desperation. handling her, the actual, yeah. if you guys get a chance to watch the video, she's she's even walking like she's a comedian. She's got the mic held. She's kind of doing this pace back and forth. She's got her tight five in her yeah, mind. And it's the five. worst. This is this is the best picture, though, of her right now. You know, the audience <laughs> can't see it. The audience this is a great podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say the, the, the picture, the sort of sly, this encapsulates her attitude this entire Perfect. time. She's too dumb to know she's not funny. Yes. And I think that's the real problem yep. is that yep. there, there are people out there who get up in this in these open mic nights and don't realize they're not funny or entertaining. Absolutely. And they get like like booed off the stage. She would be booed off at any open any, mic night. Any, any open mic night. Yeah. Unless, you know, you filled it with a bunch of people that she's hurting because then performatively everybody's going to Then gonna everybody's like going to be in on it. Yeah, because right. They, yeah. They like, because they, they, they want to like victimize people. people. Yeah, they, yeah. Like, they like people right. who hurt other people. Yeah. Right. You just want to be like, hey, man, like it works like your phone. It has a battery. Yeah, man. Like, like you're literally holding a wireless microphone. They're talking about these planes as if these planes are going to have an opportunity to be zero emission planes. I mean, uh, the emissions right. that would have to be on the front end when they get charged. Right. But they would be able to fly no problem. I mean, I wouldn't worry about getting in one of these. Wouldn't bother me. I wouldn't be like, oh my God, is there somebody going to- well, Unless like, you're lighting fuel on fire, I don't believe in other energy. Like, and also what? it might even be a little safer. Who knows? I mean, they're going to, the thing is, is these, <laughs> these planes are going to be introduced into the, into these, into yeah. these uh, workable routes where they're just going to have them, you know, and then eventually we're just never going to think about it. It's the same thing, right? Like, there's going to be a ton of pushback against electric cars and hot, like higher level hybrid cars yeah. for another couple decades. And there's pushback right now where people are like, oh, batteries? What do you, these people don't know how these things work. They don't know. Uh-huh. There's a lot of pushback right now against this. But here's the thing. Those people are just going to be left behind yep. because they're not going to adopt. And you can be like, okay, cool. Now you have a rolling coal truck. You can only fill it up in five places in the state. And, and it's $8 and, a and gallon to fill it up. And, and nobody, you're the chucklehead. you're the only one who's driving it. And you're the only one who won't do it, whatever. And these people, they're going to just be left behind again. Yep. And that's and that's what conservatism is, though. That that's the whole that's the platform idea. of conservatism. That's the idea. So they have to embrace this as a way. This is their they're an anchor party, and they're anchoring themselves to this particular moment. You clearly don't know who you're talking to. So let me clue you in. I am not in danger, Skyler. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot. You think about me? No. I am the one who knocks. So big story breaking uh, today, yesterday. I don't know. Today, this is uh, the twenty first. So yesterday, yeah. uh, DOJ can continue Trump classified documents investigation without special master, according to the appeals court. So, um, not to get too deep into the into the whole legal portion of the process, but they had like eleven thousand pages of seized materials. That's a that, lot. That's a lot. 
That's a lot. It's about a, it's a little mm-hmm. eleven thousand pages of materials that they took that uh, took back. I should say. Let me make sure I say that right. That they took back after they were illegally taken yeah. because they weren't his fucking property. Sure. That Trump had stored behind like a fucking padlock and a set of crossed fingers. Yeah. In a uh, storeroom in his fucking golf resort. Actually, Mar-a-Lago doesn't have golf. In his club, his his resort, Mar-a-Lago. I always thought Mar-a-Lago had golf. It turns out it does not have really? golf. I didn't know that. It's a social club. They have oh. tennis, but no golf. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, and then the the Trump's lawyers, well, they wanted a special master appointed. The special master. And they got it. And because, they got because it. Because they went to a judge. Yeah, this canon lady. wrote this crazy opinion. And you could find other podcasts or other people who talk about this stuff. But the opinion was laughable. It was. It was a goofy yep. opinion where she, she really just basically said he deserves to get one of these. So they go find a guy. Yeah. And the guy they find happens to be somebody who, you know, they think is going to be very... Sympathetic, yeah, to what their position is, and he's like, "No, what are you talking? No, absolutely not." And he basically like throws it out. But before he can even really do anything, the appeals court reverses this original judge's decision, right? And so they're like, "No, the DOJ, there's this is their stuff. Like you can't." One of the things they said that I was reading today, one of the things that they said was that even some of the people who have top secret clearance do not have a clearance level high enough to read and review some of the materials yeah. that were seized. Yeah. Like the material, because like the way these clearance levels, and I didn't know this, but the way these clearance levels work, I guess, is it's not like if I have clearance level, top secret fucking alpha, you know, I'm making something up. It doesn't mean I can just read everything, everything at that level. below that level too. Yeah. yeah. I, what it means is I, I have clearance to read on a need to know basis. So if it's top secret level and I'm top secret level you know, uh, passed. I have this, this certification or the, I'm using the wrong term, but you know what I fucking mean. If I'm a top secret guy, it doesn't mean I can just go wander the stacks and read all the top secret shit I want. I still only am allowed to read the top secret stuff that I am given access sure. to because I need to know if my it's job function. Yeah. This shit, these people who are investigating, they have very high clearance levels and they're just like, whoa, yeah. I can't actually look at this. Yeah, we man. have to get, we, they got to call people in who are allowed to even look to see what we've got here. Yeah. That's how sensitive this fucking material is. And the defense of Trump uh, that he has been saying since the beginning has changed and shifted constantly. Oh, yeah. One of the things I saw, and this, I saw this on Reddit on one of the conservative Reddits where they were arguing and saying that Obama did the same thing. Obama had tons of of documents. And the reason why they're saying is because this is something Trump had said. Evidently, on one of his true socials, he's like, but Obama took 30,000 pages of of, uh, highly classified data when he left office. He literally just lied that he said he did this. And the National Archives came out and said, no, he didn't. Like, no, that's fact check. No, he did not do that. Absolutely did not. He did not do that. That's not what happened. And the thing is, is like, like, He's been changing his story. He just went on Hannity where he had said, all I have to do is think about it and it's and it's unclassified. He could declassify things by like- By telepathy? By like bewitching, moving his nose, I guess, or whatever. Where what? Like, when you know that lady on Bewitch where she would twitch her nose and make yeah, things happen? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what he would do. He would just be like, and then like he could make something- <laughs> How does that sound not, like? I think that's the sound she made. I don't remember. Maybe, it's, maybe I'm thinking of a different- 
a different video mm. where somebody, yeah, I'm thinking of different yeah, video. Yeah, definitely yeah. a different video. There's a lot of videos like that. There's a like lot that. of videos like that. A lot of videos. A lot of videos. And if you want to see a video like that, you can go to adamandeve.com, <laughs> type in Gloria, check out, you might even get one of those videos for free. Um, but anyway, he has this whole thing now where he's talking about how he can just make it so by thinking about it. That's I, insane. I, I can just make it declassified. All I have to do is just, all it, it being in my possession means it's declassified is essentially what? what he's saying. Is that I just declassified it and that's just how it works. And that's not, and nobody, not a single person in any administration, even his previous administration is saying that that's how it works. No. Nobody thinks that's how it works. These documents had no reason to be away at all. He also, this week, is being sued by the AG of yes. New York for $250 million. <laughs> Plus they're naming his kids. Yeah, and they're naming his kids because he lied to get favorable loan yep. prices and loan rates and loans on his properties that he then went and claimed were worth nothing to get major tax rebates. So he's either cheating the government or he's right. cheating people who are loaning him money. Yep. Whoever he's cheating, he's cheating someone. You know- yep. Nothing has ever happened to him yet, right? There's I know. And every single three throughout history has been like, he's accused of this stuff. He's accused of that stuff. He's accused of this stuff. And there's never a moment where you're just like, he's accused of it and he's fucked. Right. But I hope we get to one of these moments. And this one feels good because this, this one that has to deal with the banks and things, yeah. you're fucking with the wrong people there. You could fuck the American people over a lot. But you start fucking with the money holders in this country? Yeah, they'll ruin it. There's some serious issue yep. with that. And in that and I feel like there's some legs on this because we live in a country that very much, you know, I mean, look at what happened with the fucking look at how crazy everybody's getting over a tiny amount of student loan forgiveness versus we forgave all the money during the housing crisis to like I know, Wall Street, right? right? Yeah. So like the, the, you know, nobody even paid it. Nobody even thought about it when it happened in Wall Street. And then now it's the big deal because it's normal people. Because it's everyday but people. Genuinely, yeah. when it's corporations and big money institutions that are getting fucked, I think there's something that can happen. And this feels like something. I, again, I don't know because this guy yeah. is so slippery. It's crazy. It is. The thing with the, the documents is that even if they were all declassified, yeah. he still can't take them. Doesn't matter. Like, it literally They're doesn't. Is. It is. The, the statutes that they are looking at prosecuting him on, from what they've said, they don't mean you took, they don't require that the documents be classified yeah. in order for every single thing about what he's done to be wrong, yeah. to be illegal. Yeah. He just can't take that. It's not yours, stupid. Look, Think about, and here's the analogy that that just will immediately make sense to anybody. Think about any job you've ever had ever. When you quit that job, yeah, man. you can't just take with can't you, keep that shit. like you can't take your fucking laptop and be like, all right, well, I got all this company material and I'm just going yeah. to keep it now because yeah. I used to work here. Sure. So now it's mine. It's like using your company credit card after your fight. Right. right. Like I have a company car. I don't actually, but like, imagine if I had yeah. a company car and then I was like, all right, well, I quit. And now I just keep the car. But this car is mine yeah. because I like it. Yeah, it's you keeping the, like, Michael Scott's Buick LeSabre. Right, yeah, it was Sebring. You know, yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> no, it's not yours. You don't get to keep it. So It's, yeah, the, it's same the same thing. thing. You know, and I want to just say one more thing about this. These are the things that we caught him on. These are the yes. moments that we caught him. You know for sure. You oh. know for sure 
that these are the things that we caught him on, but there's yep. so many other things that he did that were below board, that were against the law, yep. that were skirting the system. And this is, has been his entire adult life, not just his presidency, but think of all the bad things he did in his presidency if he did this. Yeah, man. He did, a, you guaranteed he did a million other things that he shouldn't have done during his presidency. And we know we've learned about some of them. But we haven't learned about all of them, but you know for sure yeah. almost every day he was breaking some rule. It is, it would be impossible. Maybe we should do it for kicks one of these times as a fucking review. But it would be impossible to actually go back and just list even all the crazy shit we that we knew about. We should do it one time because there, I think there's a whole website that lists all the things that he All the crazy all the, shit. All the controversies. And there was like almost one every day of his presidency. Yeah, I mean- it's nuts. The the AG thing, I think that's legit. I think it's legit because you can't have your cake and eat it too. And he tried to on paper. He tried to overvalue yeah. the the his assets, his real estate holdings, his assets, when he was, to your point, using them to collateralize and incentivize lenders. And then he turned around sometimes within the same year yeah. and grossly undervalued that same so it's either tax fraud yeah it's one or, or the it's other it's wire fraud. fraud it's fraud or it's fraud that's regardless. it and and i don't know how you get out of that we'll see but again he's he's pled the fifth before on this stuff yeah and so you know and he and he and his argument is my wealth fluctuates and you're just like okay but it can't fluctuate that much yeah and that's you know? so bullshit yeah. because especially when it's tied to real estate yeah that's a tangible appraisable asset yeah So we'd like to thank our patrons. Of course, we'd like to thank all our patrons. We'd like to thank our newest patron, Stephen. Dodd is my new shoosh, or D-O-D is my new shoosh. Ashley, Sage, Cat, Jeannie in a bottle. O'Bran, Kenneth, James, Mike D, not that Mike D. Yeah, that Mike D. And the people who up their pledges, Elizabeth, O'Bran, and Mark, thank you so much for your generous donations. We really, truly appreciate you guys. Are the ones that make sure that Glory Hole Studios continues to exist and we can pay our employees money every time they need it. <laughs> yeah, and they're like real insistent about being paid for the work Whoa. they do. And paid for the work they don't do. <laughs> <laughs> and ignoring the work they don't like. <laughs> uh. Uh, no, they're they're they are they are great people. We're lucky to have them for sure. on our team uh, when they decide to when come they to work, work when they yeah. work. <laughs> All right, on their flexible schedule, flexible schedule. So we want to we want to uh, talk about some email we got. We got a message from Matt, and he sent us an image about Indiana, and it is brilliant and awesome. You have to check out this week's show <sighs> notes for it. Um, Indiana is the worst so place. On Indiana earth. is horrible. The worst place on earth. Um, we got a message from someone who had said. Hey, I just want to let you know, I listened to your episode where you're talking about eating sushi off a na naked person. And they said it's fairly common, even at swinger parties, at uh, swinger parties and orgies. And they said they recently went to one of these and there was a person there that happened to have a bunch of food on them. And they wound up taking... Uh, salami from the naval area because they 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 were hungry for salami, <laughs> but but they said other people were taking food from other places. I don't know, man. Like for me, it's I I wouldn't want to eat the food that was near somebody else's parts. But you do you to man. each their own. You do you, man. That's to all. Each You're an adult. Own. You get to make your own decisions. That ain't for me. 
Um, but you know, you you do you. There's people yeah. who want to like Arch Costanza wanted to eat a Reuben while he was having sex, and good for you if that's the case. You know what? There's never a bad time There's for There's never Ruben. a bad time for Ruben. There's never a bad time for, for some Ruben. people. That's amazing. And you go ahead and do that for other people. It's not, and they don't want to do that. And that's what being an adult is. You get to make, make these your own adult choices. decisions yourself. And as long as everybody involved is happy, yep. best of luck to you. But if for me, you, I probably would not eat food off of another human. I, it would be so, I have to be real hungry. <laughs> the thing is like, <laughs> like I'd have to skip lunch. I mean, I'd have to be real hungry. I would not stop laughing. I, I would be the worst. I know. You'd Cecil, be the worst. I would be the worst person at an orgy or like a yeah. swingers party with like a fucking naked lady charcuterie board. Oh my God, I wouldn't I would giggling. be laughing. I'd be giggling. See, I'm but the worst. I'm, the, I'm such a little boy. I would never be able yeah. to get a heart. I'd be laughing so fucking be hard. It'd be the worst. Um, uh, we got a message again from Seth and he sent an image and we're going to put it on this week's show notes, but it's about the little mermaid. And my God, was there enough? Is there enough controversy over this where we could just be like, Holy shit, it's a black character. Who the fuck? Why do people care so much? And then, like, the fights people were getting in would I Epic. unbelievable. It's canon that she's a white oh, lady. Like, God. Really? Like, well, oh. first of all, like, canon is a pretty big word for I watched a cartoon yeah, once. I, know. I watched a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's man. a real big fucking word uh, for it's once there was a cartoon I liked. It's so cringy when people freak out about this stuff. And the same thing's been happening with Lord of the Rings, too, because I guess that there's, oh they're, they're being inclusionary and in some of the casting decisions they're making. Oh, so the Middle Earth isn't all white yeah. people with different makeup? so they makeup? have a couple of people of color in this, in the, that are actors in it. And people are flipping their shit. And you're just like, and you're just like, dude, just calm down, man. Like elves aren't real. So a white elf or a black elf, it literally doesn't matter. Yeah. None of it's real. It's not real. Stop, calm L down, yeah. take a deep breath. Anytime you see that and you're confused... Just remember, a wizard a did wizard it. A wizard did it, yeah. <laughs> Tom, we got a message. Um, this, this is great. from Adam. He says, I have to degree in, uh, disagree in the strongest possible terms. Have you ever seen someone in a rainbow wig and thought, that motherfucker's an assassin? No, you haven't because it's 100% effective. That's <laughs> good. It's great assassin it's camouflage. True. It's very true. Assassin camouflage. We also got a message from, um, this is from David, and David sent a link to a carbon capture facility now, this is from a, a link. We're not sure of this uh, interesting engineering um, site, but according to this article, it says a carbon removal facility can suck up 5 million metric tons of CO2 yearly. The U.S.-based facility hopes to capture CO2 roughly the equivalent of 5 million return flights between London and New York annually. And I think that is people not like individuals, like uh, 5 million people, individuals, not 5 million individual flights. Oh, I, I thought it would it, be 5 million yeah. individual flights. I think it's 5 million people. I think that's what it comes down Man, to. Man, I, I hope that it's 5 million flights. Yeah. That would be fucking awesome. But you know, but what makes this like even economically possible is things like the Inflation Reduction yeah. Act, yeah. which creates carbon credits to allow for something like this to have a viable economic model to survive. Yeah. Otherwise, we would have to do this just on goodwill and largesse. And let's be real, we just fought for two years about whether or not we should wear a mask during yeah, a pandemic. Yeah, largesse and goodwill are not our forte. Economics have to drive. That yeah, does. It has to be everything. It has to be done through corporations. 
Uh, also want, want to mention a message we got from Russell who says he's coming to Chicago. Is there any must-eat restaurants or places to go? Must places to go. Art Institute, Field Museum, the Lakefront, Grant Park. They're all awesome. Uh, go see the Bean downtown. Um, it's the, what is that guy's name? Amish Kapoor. Amish Kapoor. That yeah. guy made the thing down there. Listen to the Black called, is Black episode of Citation Needed Cloud before you go. Gate. It's a really cool little park. Yeah. So go check that park. out, but then also check out the lakefront and then check out uh, the Art Institute of Chicago is an amazing uh, art institute. It's an amazing art museum. Field Museum, awesome. Field, I love the field. Field Museum is awesome. Also, if you're going to go out for food, Pequod's for pizza. We love Pequod's. Pequod's, we think is, Pequod's is amazing. It's going to take a while to get your pie, but it's going to be worth it. Um, if you want to go out for awesome, awesome pub-style food that's also like gastro-pub stuff, the Publican is one of the best places in Chicago to go. Genuinely amazing. If you're looking for the best steak in Chicago, I would go to Maple and Ash. Yeah. Get your get get reservations soon. It's a pretty swanky joint, but the food there is outstanding. The service is outstanding. We've been there multiple times. Tom and I have been there multiple oh, yeah. times. It's, it's great. outstanding. It's a wonderful place to go. Um, those would be my top picks in Chicago. If you're looking for Italian piccolo sonios, I was gonna out say, of this yeah. world, really great food. Get the wild boar. That's a the that, wild the wild ragu. Pasta oh is my god! Just outstanding. It's wow, perfect. There's a bunch of places in Chicago that are great to eat. While you're in Chicago, get yourself an Italian beef sandwich. Yeah. Stay away from Al's. Any other place though is probably going to be pretty good. Go to Greek Town. Get a gyro. That's fucking outstanding. Really great stuff. There's really great food in Greek Town too. If you get the Italian beef and you like something a little spicy, get the Chicago style jardinera. That's yeah. it's, it's its own thing. It's its own thing. If you like a hot dog, try a Chicago style hot style dog. dog. People like them. That's also yeah. a thing here. Yeah, people like them. I'm not a huge fan of it. I always get the Italian beef over a, of a Chicago style oh, dog. Oh, same. Yeah, but. Italian beef is outstanding, delicious sandwich. I know people are finding it now because there's a TV show called The Bear. Oh, yeah. A, a guy is eating an Italian beef sandwich or whatever, and people are like, what the fuck is this thing? So people are starting to learn about him. It's an amazing sandwich. Probably one of the best local sandwiches ever made anywhere. anywhere. It's yeah. outstanding. It's really So goddamn food. good. It's really delicious food. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave it like we always do with The Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, 
and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.